When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And he swings, hits it high, and deep, and gone! Still going back! Yeah! Out of here! Welcome to the big leagues! Deep to center field, and it is gone! Wow, his first big league swing is going to be a grand slam home run. Swing and drive! Welcome back to The Call-Up, your go-to podcast on the future stars of Major League Baseball. I'm your host, Aram Layton, and in today's episode, we have an interview with Cardinals right-handed pitching prospect Gordon Graceffo. Graceffo has had a nice year and has quickly climbed through the minor leagues to the AAA level in his age 23 season. A fifth-round pick back in 2021, Graceffo quickly, quickly started to uh, make other teams regret maybe not taking him earlier. He was a late riser on the draft boards as a guy at Villanova who really saw his stuff jump up. We talk about that in our conversation and had a little three-start cameo on the Cape that really helped solidify his draft stock and, you know, help him not really have to go back for a senior year and earn his way into, you know, the draft and, and get that signing bonus that's necessary to, you know, forego that senior year and lose all of that draft leverage. So really impressive performance on the Cape that helped him and also just a really impressive junior season that just helped him see his stock continue to rise. He went straight to pro ball, of course, went straight to full season ball and at low A in 2021, just carved through the competition. He's a really polished arm that pounds the strike zone with several pitches and a plus slider to lead the way. The uptick in the fastball really helped him because you pair command with a, a now hard harder fastball instead of the low 90s now mid to upper at points now sitting more in the 93 95 range and you know he'll sneak in some upper 90s fastballs here and there but being able to command that really just allowed him to pick apart younger hitters and less experienced hitters so in his 26 innings in low way Graceffo pitched to a 173 ERA struck out nearly 13 per nine then he starts 2022 at the high A level, and in 45 innings there, just even more ridiculous video game type numbers. A 0.99 ERA in those 45 and two-thirds innings, 11 strikeouts per nine, and less than one walk per nine. So the way it would break down actually is 56 strikeouts, four walks. Absolutely ridiculous stuff there. Of course, 
the jump to double A is one that, you know, is a lot more challenging. And that was where Graceffo's numbers went from video game to just solid, which is more than fine when you're a 22-year-old who is quickly flying through the minor leagues. He pitched 93 innings there for the rest of 2022, pitched to a 3.94 ERA, striking out roughly eight per nine and keeping the walk still extremely low at two and change per nine innings. The one thing was the long ball. That's going to happen as you get to the upper levels. And he's done a better job of, of limiting that so far this year in AAA, where so far this season, as a 23-year-old at the level and really in his second full professional season, he's pitching to a 4.15 ERA in AAA through those 52 innings. He has struck out 45 and walked 21. We talk a lot about some of the things that he's working on, uh, some of the things that he has seen kind of improve in the starts that he's doing really well, and the consistency and trying to find that as well. Also, just his story as a right-hander from Villanova, you know, maybe not the classic pipeline for big league talent. They've had good players come out of there, as so many schools have, but Graceffo really looking like one of the biggest success stories out of Villanova recently, and somebody that's knocking on the door of a big league opportunity. He talks about just trying to find a little bit more of that consistency and just learning every single start, because again, it's only his second full pro season. But as we know, the Cardinals like to be aggressive with their prospects. They like to push the guys that can be pushed. You see Mason Wynn, who is really succeeding at the AAA level. He's 21 years old, and they already were kind of shoving him up there to AAA. They've done that with Jordan Walker. They've done that with a lot of different prospects. They have no fear in pushing the prospects who seem like they can respond to that type of thing. Graceffo also 6'4", 215 pounds, a big dude that uses his body well downhill. Uh, some people talk about that you know, unique delivery, stepping backwards, then going back forwards, but Gordon actually talks about how that helped him, you know, start to tap into more velocity as he trained in the offseason and got ready for his junior season, sophomore and junior season at Villanova, where the stuff really ticked up. One pitch I just want to specifically highlight because it is so good and is by far his best offering is that slider, which has just been awesome for him this year. His command of it is also fantastic. He's landed that pitch for a strike 65% of the time. He gets an end zone whiff rate of 25%, which is well above average. That's borderline in the plus range and a high chase rate on it as well. Swinging strike rate of 20% on that slider also, and most importantly, just rarely wastes any pitches with it. Almost every one of these sliders he throws is either a strike or a good miss that sets up either the fastball or the curveball or the changeup. We talk about the development of the curveball and changeup as well, which have both flashed the ability to be solid big league pitches, but just trying to find that consistency because, again, he's a strike thrower, and we see that. The fastball strike rate's at 67%, the slider strike rate's at 65 but the curveball and changeup are closer to that 55 range in terms of percent strike. So we discuss the development of those two pitches as well. Graceffo, awesome dude, great story, and an exciting arm here in this Cardinal system that is now loaded up with a lot more arms, but he is still one of the most exciting arms in this farm system. Here's the interview with Gordon Graceffo of the St. Louis Cardinals system. And here's Gordon Graceffo, right-handed pitching prospect in the St. Louis Cardinals system. Gordon, thank you so much for taking the time, man. I know it's the uh, the dog days of the season here, and uh, appreciate you hanging out with us and, and talking some pitching. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for having me. So, I mean, obviously, I want to kind of just start with this year, and then we're going to kind of go backwards and then probably circle back into moving forward because you are a step away from the big leagues. But 
I don't know if people know the journey. And that was something that we briefly talked about right before we hit record where, you know, a lot of times we see the prospects, we see the prospect rankings. And, you know, of course you're, you're near the top of, of all the Cardinals rankings. So we just kind of assume, Oh yeah, this guy's, this guy's probably had a nice smooth path, you know, first round pick flies to the top <laughs> of all the prospect lists. And, uh, you know, I think more and more as we see, there's just so much talent in baseball across the board that a lot of guys slip through the cracks where a lot of guys just have this massive gain that they enjoy, you know, kind of later in their collegiate career. <laughs> you rode that into a lot of success in the early going. And then now you're, you're one step away from the big leagues, but triple a seems to be a really interesting test for big league or for, for prospects because the zone gets tighter, the hitters <laughs> are more disciplined and maybe some of the stuff that worked before doesn't quite work as much. Now what's been your biggest adjustment so far? And, and, you know, how has the season been going in your eyes? Um, it's been great so far. I mean, just getting up to double A last year, you kind of said then starting uh, Memphis this year, you kind of think, well, maybe it's not that much different. There's, it's only a separation of one level, but I mean, it's totally different. It's There's a lot of guys in this level that have a ton of big time and they're veterans and they have these great approaches and they, they stick to their approaches and you're not going to beat them at that. And you kind of just have to figure out how to sequence those guys and how to pitch to them. And they're just really, really good players. And they have a ton of experience in this game. So and that's the the interesting thing, too, because, you know, you were a guy that I think, you know, just point blank, just knew how to pitch. You know, obviously, that was a big thing that that scouts loved about you. That's a big reason why you got drafted. And, you know, when you got into pro ball, I think you you pretty much overpowered guys or just kind of outclassed them. I felt like in high a, you know, just the way you were able to you know, pitch to a, what was it? A 0.99 ERA and eight starts. And then you get up to double, continue to put up solid numbers there. But of course you can't just bully hitters quite to the same level because like mm -hmm. you said, they're, they're more advanced. Did you feel like there was a bigger jump between high a and double, or has it been double to triple here with just kind of the, the mind games and the battles that, that you have to have here with, with these hitters? Going into double A last year, I didn't think there could be much of more of a learning curve coming into this year, but I think it's tougher here just because of that experience that all these guys have, it seems like. And like every lineup, it's either top prospects and it's a majority of veterans and top prospects. And these guys, they, I mean, they're just great baseball players. They're great hitters. And it's in, in double A, you see like this overwhelming talent and, the lineups are filled with prospects, but some of them are young guys and you can kind of like outsmart them here. That's not the case. Like you can, you have to focus the entire game and you have to kind of key in on maybe a small weakness of a guy and not go away from that. And it's, it's a lot tougher. So what's kind of been that, um, you know, now more individual to you, you know, because of course you're, you're also just trying to be the best version of yourself while trying to get these, these advanced hitters out and, and rise to the level. What's been the the focus for Gordon Graceffo now getting the triple A? Cause again, you, you've flown through the minors very quickly here and, you know, maybe there's a few things you were still working on double A that carry over into triple and then new things that you may identify as you, you face more challenging competition. What's been your focus this year uh, as you just try to prepare yourself to be ready for that big league call up whenever it comes. I mean, just continuing to fine tune my stuff and, and stay consistent. It's been, uh, I mean, you always have that one thing every start that you try to learn from and you try to make better the next start, next time you go out there. But I mean, I could, I could probably take one thing from every appearance I've had that I would, that what I would take and try to improve on, but I'm just trying to stay more consistent with my stuff. Just try to 
get everything to do what I wanted to do every time and put it in the, in the spot it's supposed to be. So kind of going backwards now, uh, because again, your, your, your story is a fun one and, and you're somebody that it really enjoyed a, a massive breakthrough, I think. And, and it happens a lot, especially as you know, your first year in college, there's a lot to learn. There's a lot to adjust to. And, uh, but the way you, you came back in that second year, what, what really clicked for you? You obviously got the opportunity to pitch as a freshman, which I'm sure was huge, whether it was to the way you wanted to or not, but you learn a lot and then you're able to come back in the next year and just be lights out. Uh, what clicked for you in between that freshman year and then going into that sophomore year and then moving forward from there? Yeah, I think it started freshman year. I mean, it, just being thrown into the fire, I think really helped me a lot. And like maybe didn't pitch as well as I wanted to, but just gaining that experience and being able to move on to a really good summer league after freshman year. And I threw like 120 innings freshman year. And I don't know if a lot of freshmen really did that. And just get, just gaining that experience coming into to sophomore year, I felt way more confident in my stuff. I kind of came into my own. I, I was on my own program all summer and it, I think it made me a lot better. Um, and just a lot of the guys I, played summer ball with they were older guys and they helped me through a lot of the stuff that I needed to be helped through and I mean coming back sophomore year I was extremely confident and I was ready to go and that was kind of pre stuff ticking up right like that was mm -hmm. that was more just you learning yourself and how to pitch right yeah definitely definitely when you saw that tick up was that more in the towards the end of your collegiate career where you, you really started to see things jump or, you know, where did, where did you start to see like the stuff just kind of hit another level? So I saw a big jump during COVID, like when the season shut down uh, and I went home, I worked a lot with uh, my private pitching coach at home and we kind of picked up some mechanical things and kind of made my delivery more consistent. I was able to gain more momentum down the mound and that helped a lot. And uh, I saw an uptick in velocity, and that kind of translated to an uptick in stuff. And pitched at a local summer summer league that year, and uh, felt really good about it. And came in junior year, and and everything took off. So th that 2020, because you know, there's so many players that, fortunately for you, you know, that wasn't your draft year. But there's so many guys that had that like clicking moment and then the season gets cut short and they don't get that chance to bolster their draft stock. But again, it's all relative. And you were in the midst of that breakout in 2020, it seems like, right? You, you had, what was it? Four starts. You were 4-0, 25 and a thirds innings. You, you had pitched to a 1-4-2 ERA. So you had to feel really good. How, how tough was it to, to get that season kind of cut short there when you had that momentum or you know, do you kind of attribute that, like you said, being able to go back and get in the lab and work is almost a, a silver lining out of all of it? I mean, in the moment, it was brutal. It was, I mean, I remember being at practice like the day before a midweek game and we were all in shock. And there was, I mean, obviously you feel like there's nothing you can do and like you kind of just have to deal with it. But I mean, it, it sucked. But yeah, I mean, I, I would see the, the personal development as a silver lining with everything. I, I don't think, I would have been able to make those changes. It, had the season gone on, I kind of would have had to just grind through what I was doing at the moment. Um, so, I mean, it's a give and take, but it's it was definitely a bittersweet looking back on it. So you come back, you know, eager in 21 and, and do what you did. Uh, but again, the, the thing that stands out to me is you talk about the work that you put in uh, to, to be able to kind of get more out of yourself and, and tap into more, more velocity there. But what stands out to me is, is that the velocity kind of went up as the year went on. 
Um, mm-hmm. So was that something of just you kind of figuring out how to convert what you learned, you know, in those bullpen sessions into games more and more as the year went on, or was that you just physically building up more, you know, as, as you got more innings under your belt? Cause it, it just seemed like it was just up and up and up just straight upward mm-hmm. arrow and in, in the velocity and stuff, you know, department. Yeah. I mean, so playing baseball in, in PA in like March and April, it's not the, it's not the best weather. So uh, that, that might've, that might've had a little bit to do with it, but uh I think I just got more comfortable as the year went on. Uh, I think by Biggie's play, I was kind of 100% ready to go. Just kind of completely trusted myself. Was really confident in my stuff, and uh, I mean, I think it showed. So you were, you know, again that that had that breakout year there, and again you didn't get to boost that stock in 2020. So you go to the Cape, and mm-hmm. you know, with the way things are structured now. Um, the draft is later to where before you couldn't really boost your stock on the Cape because usually it was right around the draft or right after now the draft is a month later and you can go out there, get a couple starts under your belt and, and maybe, you know, have a last ditch little effort there to, to show scouts and evaluators, you know, what you're capable of. And that's exactly what you did. You go to Bourne and, and you throw, was it 13 innings, three starts. You only give up one earned run in that span. That that must be a really interesting experience, given that the draft is coming up. I'm, I'm sure you felt maybe that you had a little bit of of a safety net, knowing that you could always go back for your senior year. But but what was your mindset going to the Cape, knowing that, hey, I want to get drafted here, uh, but I could also go back to school and it's not the end of the world. I think I just wanted to show people that I wanted I could compete at that high level with those guys that played in the Power Five, the SECs, the mm-hmm. ACCs. Um, even though I went to Villanova, which is not, I mean, not known for baseball. We're a great program, great coaching staff, great players, but it's not known for baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just wanted to show I can compete at that level. And and that team that I played on in Bourne was unbelievable. Like those guys, I was probably the, up, up until probably last year, that's probably the best team that I had ever played with. And did you feel like that almost just like kicked it into another gear for you being surrounded by those guys? And, and also, you know, seeing yourself have success like what did those like first couple innings feel like once you're starting to to carve through some really good hitters you knew you belong there like you said but was there like a moment of like I really belong when you started to churn out these these quality you know innings and then turned into quality starts and then three in a row and all of a sudden you know you've got all the helium in the world yeah definitely I think it gives you a ton of confidence when you see those guys that you're out there competing with. And, and it, it's funny because a lot of those guys get drafted too that year and then they go on to play in low A just like I did. So you see them a couple months later in July and August. And uh, I mean, it gives you that confidence no matter what that you can compete at whatever level you're at. And was there any difference, you know, you're a guy that hits his spots, you know, works East West mm-hmm. having that, that wood uh, as the, as the opposition instead of the metal bats, did you feel mm-hmm. like you could, kind of get away with a little bit more or, or maybe on the flip side, exploit that a little bit more with wood. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you definitely love to see some bats break when you're out there. It's kind of a, it's like a, a little personal win, Yeah, but uh, I mean, the goal is the same every time I just want to get out, uh, get the offense back out there as quick as possible and, and kind of help my team win. So, so kind of going back into the direction of, of where you're at now um, and, you know, where you were able to kind of get over the last two years specifically, because I think last year also seeing you, you get to the upper 90s with your stuff and, you know, touching 100 at points 
Was that something that you ever thought you had in the tank? Uh, and something that you ever thought you'd be able to do um, with, with just being able to, to fort with the upper 90s triple digits like that? I thought that if I kind of got an off season, like a full off season, that I could just devote to baseball and kind of do everything I could to get to that next level. I thought I could do it. And I mean, I really attribute that to the guys at the, at the annex sports performance center where I went uh, my first full off season. I mean, they got me right. They, I put on about 20 pounds. I was training different than I ever had before. I mean, I gained weight, but also got faster. I was more agile, more athletic. Like it, it was a crazy transformation and I mean, it paid off and I would do it a thousand times over. So, and now this year, you know, the stuff is, is right there, but you know, maybe like a, a slight half tick below there. Is that like a, a, an effort to be stretched out and kind of maintain velocity deep into starts? Like again, cause it's, it's a lot for pitchers to have that big jump. And then all of a sudden you're trying mm-hmm. to almost rein it in a little bit um, mm-hmm. and, and, and be more efficient and effective. Uh, is there a, a calculated effort to operate a little bit, you know, at a different, at a different level here in terms of velocity and stuff? Not really. I think I'm just trying to focus on like being a little more like just trying to honestly just focus more and, and trying to hit my spots better. Like and not just go out there and like be a thrower. Like mm-hmm. you kind of hear all these, these guys talk about the differences between a thrower and a pitcher mm-hmm. and the guys that kind of just throw hard and want to put it in the zone. I'm, I want to, I want to be able to hit that spot and, and do that at a high level and get to that velocity at that spot. But I mean, it's a, it's a learning process and it's, yeah. and it's, I gotta, I gotta trust it. And kind of every time you go out there and you're looking for like a little tick, tick more, tick more. But uh, I mean, as I just, at the same time, I just want to go out there and help my team win. So. A hundred percent. And you've done a good job of that and it, breaking into the arsenal too, because the, the slider is, is such a fun pitch because it's one where you see the swings that guys get at it and, and it just screams like, I thought this was a fastball. What is it about what you do that that makes it seem like it's a fastball until so late? Because you know, a lot of sliders that have the whiff numbers that yours have are like crazy, you know, big time horizontal break and all that. For you, it's 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 sharp, it's short, but like it, it just looks like a fastball, I guess, until it's too late. How how do you do that <laughs> for open ended question there? <laughs> I think I just throw it at the same intent as my heater. I mean, you kind of try to do that with every pitch because I mean, if the hitters will notice if your body does anything different that it would that it wouldn't do when you throw a fastball. But just kind of throwing it with the same intent and just kind of putting it in that one little spot that I that I would try that I think it operates the best at. Do Do you have? Uh... I wish I wish should have told you to have a baseball before. I would have, would have loved to ask. Like, is it is it one of those? Because I know some people kind of hold it differently, grip things differently. Is is it more of the grip and you throw it and just kind of let the grip take care of it, or or is there like a, a specific feel that that you try to have when when you're snapping it? Definitely, just try to let the grip take care of it. I mean, I'm not I'm not trying to be super super perfect with it. I mean, if I could just aim down the middle every time and kind of let the grip do its thing and and let the pitch move, I mean, I would be totally fine with that. That's awesome. And then moving on to like the other parts of the arsenal, because again, the fastball is, is continued to get better and and you, you locate it so well, and you've shown the curveball and the change of the curveball has like that downer break and uh, can, can be a really awesome pitch for you. And then the changeup is uh, like so many pitchers continues to, to be a focus for you to, to work on and, and give you that fourth pitch. How, how's the progress of that third and fourth pitch for you? And, you know, what have been your focuses with that? And, and, you know, what do you need to kind of get it, 
I don't know. The, the slider is a high standard, but to get mm-hmm. it like close to to that slider, uh, because you know, obviously that pitch is, is so darn good. We're working on it. Um, I think every day is different. I mean, I could go out there every start and I have something different every time, whether it's my fastball command is is the best it is that day or my curveball is the best off speed I have that day or the changeup is like it, it is what it is. And I'm just trying to get on the kind of the same page with myself every time I go out there and be like, okay, I want to try to have all four and get all four working. Cause if, if that happens, I mean, who knows what the possibilities are, but yeah. the other two pitches they're they're coming along. Is there, is there one that you kind of feel a little bit more comfort with, or is it really, like you said, kind of start to start where some days the changeup feels there a little bit more than the curveball. Some days it's the other way around. Yeah. I mean, it's been, it's been different every start this whole entire year, which I mean, is part of the reason why I might not have had the success that I've wanted to have so far. But um, I mean, when I'm able to put all that together, I mean, we'll see what happens. Uh, I think, I think everybody's excited for when that happens, because again, I mean, the the command of the entire arsenal is impressive and you know what you've been able to do already to this point. Uh, Just, just a couple more questions here. I see a a golf set behind you over Mm -hmm. your left shoulder. Are, are you a big time golfer and, and is that something you do in the off season? Is that something that you kind of do to, to decompress during the season? You know, how, how does that fit in? So, I mean, I enjoy it a lot. I'm not the best. I definitely, it could definitely use some work the golf game, but uh, I mean, we like to go out and do it on off, off days, just kind of give it, just take a break from baseball, do something else a little competitive, but uh, yeah, it's mostly an off season thing, but uh, yeah. it's, it's getting a little hot out here to go, uh, go golfing on, on Mondays. I don't believe that anybody that doesn't make a living off of golf is necessarily very good at it. But mm-hmm. if, if there's anyone that's pretty good, it's, it tends to be the the professional pitchers uh, from what mm-hmm. I've seen. And it makes sense. It's like a rotational thing. I know Scherzer yeah. was was kind of training with golf uh, over mm-hmm. the last couple of years a little bit to get his body right. Uh, is there anything else that you like to do off the field to to kind of decompress and you know unplug from baseball a little bit? So this year in particular, a lot of the guys on our team, we kind of started playing Call of Duty together. Yes. And that's something we do when we come home from the field. And that that's pretty fun. That's that's a that's a good time. And uh it this group is very it's very tight knit here in Memphis. And uh I didn't think I would really have that in AAA because you kinda hear about the the veterans that are just trying to get back to the big leagues and yeah. like maybe it's not the best environment, it's a little bit individual, but I mean this group is great and we a lot of time together whether it's golfing or call of duty and uh we love it that was going to be my next question because you know I, I, that's i hear the same thing from a lot of different players mm-hmm. it's just kind of like that's it's like the appetizer to the full full-fledged business that is you know major league baseball mm-hmm. but you never know and there's some major league baseball teams that are the same way as well mm-hmm. uh, this team is extremely talented first of all but mm-hmm. the other side of it is you know, with some of the struggles at the big league level, injuries and, and things like that, it's kind of been a bit of a revolving door. Like guys go up mm-hmm. to the big leagues, then come back. How has that dynamic been? Like, especially with your catcher, like Yvonne Herrera, who's been so mm-hmm. awesome this year, goes up to the big leagues, looks pretty good, comes back. Like it, it's got to be a little bit interesting with that dynamic because in single A, double A, guy gets promoted. You're probably not seeing him again unless you, you go yeah. up with him later on. How's it? What's it like with guys going back and forth so much? And obviously, you guys have a good a good clubhouse, like you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely tough on guys, just kind of like that unknown. When you go up, obviously, you're over the moon about it, and it's amazing. It's it's a great day. Everybody's congratulating you, but that back of your head, like, oh, maybe I am going to be back, and it kind of puts a lot of pressure on you because you kind of feel like you have to perform at every chance you get, and 
a lot of these guys, they go up and they don't play a lot. They get a couple ABs and it's tough to, to see pitching after a couple of days of not playing. And then they're back down here. And, uh, but it's tough and it's, it's been, it's been cool to see a ton of guys go up and get the opportunity. But, uh, I mean, when they're back here, they're not bitter about it. They're just kind of here and they're, they're still working and they're, and they're ready to go. I, I have to ask you about the, the, the youngster in the, in the clubhouse, Mason Wynn, mm-hmm. what he's doing right now, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's on a heater of all heaters. What, what, what have you seen from him? I mean, 21 years old in that clubhouse, you talk about some like big league vets. He's probably five, six years younger than some of the guys there, but just what he's doing purely on the field right now is is absurd. What's it been like watching that from the dugout or the bullpen or wherever over the last couple of weeks? And what have you seen from him? He is a freak of nature, man. He he impacts the game in more ways than I've ever seen anybody do it. I mean, just just in the base running side of it. I mean, he'll go first to first to home on a double in the gap, a routine double, and it's like it like in a blink of an eye. And it's the craziest stuff to see. But he impacts the game with his glove, his legs, his bat, like anything you could think of. He's he's right there and he does it as, at a high level and it's incredible to watch. I don't want to take anything away from from pitchers because there's a lot more to pitching than just throwing hard. But mm-hmm. do you think that guy could come in and like close games out? Like I've seen some clips of him at like 99. Like it, it is it is pretty impressive. But no, jokes aside, like what's it like watching someone behind you being able to whip it like 100 miles an hour across the diamond? It's, it's got to be pretty absurd. It, it is insane. It, I mean, it, it helps a ton, especially on those throws home where he's the cutoff and you're trying to throw a guy out of the plate and it's, and it's a close game, but it's a, his arm, his arm talent is unbelievable and it's nothing like I've ever seen. And, and he talks about getting on the mound all the time and he'll, I mean, he'll joke around with all of us being like, Oh yeah, I can come take your job right now. If you want me yeah, to. Yeah. I, I saw, but, I saw uh, your face when I said it. That's why I was like, yeah. Oh yeah, that, that, mm-hmm. that's, that's the attitude that you expect from the 21 uh, year old in triple a who uh, mm-hmm. is, making it look easy sometimes, but yeah, mm-hmm. there's a little bit more than the, uh, than the 99. And unfortunately there's it, pitching, pitching is damn hard as, as mm-hmm. you've got it talked about here. Last, last real question for you here is you, know, you kind of touched on it, but maybe if there's something beyond that uh, focuses for you going forward, it doesn't necessarily have to be on the mound. It can be, you know, mentally. I think that's a part of the game that I'm, I'm really appreciating in the conversations that I've been fortunate to have with players like yourself who have had success, a ton of success, but also, you know, to have to get to the pinnacle, like there's, there's still more, more ground to cover. It's hard. And I don't think people realize the mental side of it as well. What are some focuses for you, uh, you know, maybe from the the mental side and your approach to the game? I love hearing call of duty and, and, and golf. Like those are all things Mm -hmm. I think every human needs uh, to decompress Mm -hmm. from their nine to five. Um, what's kind of your focus on the mental side, maybe going into, you know, the, the end of the year and, you know, hopefully a big league call up pretty soon. I mean, like you said, the mental side of things, it's something that's not talked about enough, I think in this game. Um, but this year I kind of ha- had to deal with my first real injury um, since I guess high school. And just that took a mental toll on me. And I mean, you're on the shelf for six weeks and you're, you just, kind of sit there and you watch your team compete without you and you kind of feel like like a little hopeless and it's like oh will I ever get back will I ever get back to normal and um you deal with those little like mental blocks while you're while you're coming back but you kind of just have to trust the process and have faith in yourself and have faith in the training staff and that they know what they're doing and um and just kind of come back and, and be and be ready to go once you get back and uh that that was one thing I never really had to deal with until this year and knock on wood, I hope I don't have to deal with it ever again. 
But um, I mean, it's everything's a learning process. So I mean, I'm just trying to take the positives from it and uh, just kind of deal with deal with the things as as they come. Sorry, one follow up on that because I, you know, I wasn't I, I wasn't going to really bring it up because you know I I, I just like to have positive energy when it comes to that stuff, especially with pitchers. Um, yeah. But you know, it was a shoulder thing, and and I know shoulders mm-hmm. can. It just kind of be frustrating because it's not mm-hmm. as cut and dry uh, as elbows. But sometimes if it's just inflammation, you know, you can you can kind of take care of it. And and mm-hmm. like you said, you got back and you felt good. But mm-hmm. was there something you maybe altered to your routine? Was there something that you uh, I, I'm sure you were already working as hard as possible before that? So it's not a matter of that. But is there maybe a way that you, you learned to go about something differently? Or was it just one of those things that you can't control it and it is what it is? Because I think that's another fascinating aspect of it, too, is injury prevention, what you can control what you can't what you understand mm-hmm. and you know maybe is there anything you learned from that experience beyond that yeah i would i would say definitely just taking a lot of the stuff that i had in my strength program during my rehab um and just kind of building it into my daily routine just kind of keeping the stuff that i needed to get strong a couple months ago and kind of keeping it strong mm-hmm. um i mean we did a ton of like different mobility stuff with a bunch of different uh, areas of like around the shoulder um, and just kind of keeping that stuff mobile, but also strong is helped me a ton. And four of your last five starts have been really darn good. Uh, and and coming off of a really good start against a good Iowa lineup where you went mm-hmm. five and two thirds, one run with four strikeouts, you know, what has gone right for you, you know, kind of in those four starts and, and how do you build off of that moving forward as we wrap up? Yeah, I'm just trying to stay consistent. I'm just trying to be able to throw all my pitches for strikes and just kind of go right at these guys. I mean, at, at the same time, when you're you're facing t- talented lineup, talented hitters, and guys that have been around, I mean, you can't give them much credit. You kind of just have to go out there and do your thing. And yeah. I mean, a hitter's a hitter, and uh, you take the scouting report and you use what you want and go out there and you just attack guys. I love it, man. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to to hop on with us here and. Uh... Best of luck the rest of the way, man. It's It's been fun to watch you go. Glad you're back on the mound consistently here and building up and uh, pumped to see you finish strong here to this season and, and best of luck. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.